Welcome to Old IFLC Radio. Welcome back to all of our subscribers and anybody new who's listening. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is William, and of course, I'm always joined by my much better half, Janina. Well, I would say that you were the better half, so... Well, we'll just agree to disagree. In today's episode, we're excited to uh, talk to an old friend who we haven't spoken to in a little bit of time, just because it's, well, it's been the pandemic and, you know, everyone's been just trying to survive. And that is uh, Jesse Circus Brown, who um, we know from our film, You Are the CC, as well as going all the way back to high school. And so he's going to come on the podcast in a second, and we're excited to talk to him. As it is the end of Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, we felt like, well, let's be honest, every month is Mental Health Awareness Month. Right. Every day you should be aware of mental health. Exactly. So we wanted to make an episode about mental health and just sort of talk a little bit about it. We're no experts by any means, but sort of discuss a little bit and it also how it applies to the film You Are the CC, the content of the film itself, as well as, you know, the people who are involved. Well, we're going to do a little musical transition. And then after that, we're going to talk to our great friend, Jesse Circus Brown. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. good friends here on the um, on the podcast uh, Jesse Circus Brown who is the I mean in a, in a lot of ways is one of the main reasons why um, you are the CC ever you know really kind of came to be because Jesse was uh, Jesse we know Jesse from high school and he introduced us to uh, Zach who you know they went to school together or at least we're in Chicago at the same time together and uh, we're just really excited to have him here on the podcast to talk about about uh, mental health awareness that's right so welcome to the podcast Jesse thanks so much for having me Absolutely, absolutely. How was uh for anybody that doesn't know, Jesse is coming to us right now from um uh Serbia, is that right? Belgrade, Serbia, former capital Yugoslavia. All right, all right. How's the uh, weather out there in uh, Serbia? It's been a long winter, but spring's finally come on. It's been pretty rainy, but it's starting to look warmer now. So that's been nice. How did you meet Zach exactly? Did you guys go to school together? Uh, yeah, it's a funny story how I met Zach, actually. He was a fellow long-legged, tall guy at my art school in Chicago called Columbia College of Chicago. And I noticed him around. We were both in the computer lounge at the time. This was before everybody had a smartphone. He left his, his dock with his email browser open. I thought it was a perfect opportunity to introduce myself. So I emailed him from his own email address. It <laughs> 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 um, started conversing with him that way. And then um, we just became fast friends. We had a lot in common. We started going to plays together and hanging out. And uh, we became pretty chummy pretty quickly. Then you, you, you came home, right? And then at some point he wanted to come out to, uh, to visit you? I left Columbia College and uh, Zach quit school and so decided to come west to go to the Rainbow Gathering, which I believe is in Washington or Oregon. 
he hitchhiked all the way from Minnesota to the Pacific Northwest and ended up at this festival. When the festival was over, he decided to come to LA and have his way in the entertainment industry, become a writer, and uh, the rest is history. And then it all kind of cross-pollinated. Although it's kind of funny if you go back and read the emails uh, from Zach around that time period. Um, he, uh, you know, it was, <laughs> the emails have the tone that he was like a producer on the whole thing. You know, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, I want to thank you so much for coming out and filming. And we got to get this band, we got to get this band to, you know, Vegas. And <laughs> to Vegas. I really felt the yeah. vibe. I can't wait to see what comes out of it, you know. He definitely took the director's chair any chance he got. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> He had a strong vision for any any sort of creative endeavor, so I appreciate that about him, even though he was supposed to be on the periphery of our initial collaboration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, well, he was, slowly started creeping closer. Well, that was the thing about him. He yeah. would just burst in, right? You know, just kind of burst in and be like, oh, yeah. hey, I'm here. Can I stay over? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mental illnesses are common in the United States. Nearly one in five U.S. adults live with mental illness. Mental illnesses are health conditions involving changes in emotion, thinking, or behavior, or a combination of these. Mental illnesses are associated with distress and or problems functioning in social, work, or family activities. Some of these things might be clinical depression, anxiety disorder, bipolar disorder, dementia, attention deficit disorder, schizophrenia, autism, and post-traumatic stress. In 2019, there were an estimated 51.5 million adults aged 18 or older in the United States with mental illness. This number represents 20% of U.S. adults. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. 50% of children between the ages of 13 and 15 have mental illness. 22% of those are severe cases. millions of Americans face the reality of living with a mental illness. During May, the National Alliance on Mental Illness joins the national movement to raise awareness about mental health. You are not alone. Now more than ever, we need to find ways to stay connected with our community. No one should feel alone or without the information, support, and help they need. NAMI will continue to amplify the message of you are not alone. We will use this time to focus on the healing value of connecting in safe ways, prioritizing mental health, and acknowledging that it's okay to not be okay. Together, we can realize our shared vision of a nation where anyone affected by mental illness can get the appropriate support and quality of care to live healthy, fulfilling lives. A nation where no one feels alone in their struggle. Thank you.
I mean, we're not experts by any means, but what we're trying to do is just, you know, talk about the subject because obviously our friend Zach was experiencing some of these things and it's kind of what led to, you know, what happened to him. And it's discussed in the play too, you know. Oh, it is? Well, just uh, what I just mean is, is like, you know, the... I feel like the two characters go a little bit through a mental illness battle. You know, they're constantly fighting with each other. They're going in and out of depression and like trying to remember things. And mm, Yeah, you're right. In terms of what Zach was experiencing, Jesse, do you have any thoughts on, you know, kind of his journey through that mental illness and how it felt for you being his friend during that period? Yeah, it's a mixed bag. I mean, he was obviously prone to paroxysms, madness, as any, you know, kind of starving artist has quintessentially been through. And I think he admired the Rimbos and Kafkas of the world. Um, but I think at the same time, you know, as, as William astutely pointed out, that he used the medium of art as a way to express what he was dealing with. And in many ways, that was uh, yeah. cathartic, having that. But at the same time, Zach Leo's softball is also kind of a cautionary tale of maybe taking it too far and going into the extreme in the Sid Barrett way, where maybe he just went off the edge um, because he wasn't able to really confront all the things that he was dealing with in a healthy manner. And... Unfortunately, maybe kind of lost his sensibility and and his sense of reality. And so it's a mixed thing with him. And it's Mm -hmm. difficult to talk about because, as my mom always says, you know, don't talk poorly of the dead. And I really Mm -hmm. don't need to denigrate a dear friend of mine. At the same time, I have to acknowledge that he did pretty much completely lost his mind in, in the prototypical manner. Um, the period of time where he became a, a zealot, a religious fanatic, and was just sort of preaching um, some kind of a smorgasbord of Rastafarian and Gnosticism and some, some sort of uh, messianic you know, gospel that he came up with, which was impressive. I mean, he he had a whole rhetoric and he had a whole very firm understanding of belief and he was able to articulate it um, through art and through collage. Maybe his approach to proselytizing on the side of the street wasn't beneficial overall to his health. I, I can't help but laugh just because I, you know, if I picture Zach doing that, you know what I mean? He's just not, he's not the kind of a person that you would imagine, you know, yeah. if you saw him. Especially that he had his hair down to his nipples and he was wearing baggy jeans and backwards baseball caps. And he definitely was an interesting, <laughs> tall, long-legged guy who's, it wasn't easy being his friend or being his wife at that time. I know his, friend, his, his wife at the time, Grace, she really tried to hold it down for him. 
when he went in and out of, of uh, mental institutions and penitentiaries and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't easy. Every couple of weeks I'd get a call, oh, he's in another institution, oh, this is happening to him. Oh, and he would call me at later stages of his life, and it's just clear that he was in a very confrontational state of mind, mm-hmm. and he wasn't really thinking clearly and wasn't speaking rationally, and he was making questionable decisions. Uh, he was going on and off his meds, which may or may not have helped him. So yeah, it was it was it was a struggle. It was difficult to see him go down that path, knowing his potential, yeah, and knowing what he was capable of. And it's beautiful that you have the you know his, the last vestige of his work, really, which wasn't. Yeah, his his visual art doesn't really endure, but his film, or the play that you adapted into the film, has. Mm-hmm. I only wish that he was able to produce more yeah. in his um, creative height before he entered his decline. And it's too bad because I think even in his you know worst state, he was still a very creatively minded guy. He just didn't have the right community around him, and he wasn't focused as, as much as he was before. Um, you know, it, it really started getting bad. How did it affect you? What ended up, you know, happening to him that fateful evening? It's difficult to reflect on inevitably because I I really thought that he could get past that stage. And also because I wasn't there for him as much as I maybe could have been. I wasn't really in communication with him that often. We were only speaking once every couple of months. And when we did, you know, I wasn't aware of how serious it was. So, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to really accept it. Even now, years later, how long has it been now? Um, it's been, well, this summer will be six years. That's crazy. Six years. Totally crazy. Yeah. Um, the summer was six years. It was uh, 2015. You just, yeah, it was just a weird time for him. He didn't make it through. It's really a travesty. God bless his soul. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Zach had this really incredible way of pushing you outside of your comfort zone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, like, I thought he was so cool because he like knew how to do yoga all on his own. He would like watch a class. You know, I'm very class oriented and he was just like, oh no, we just like, let's have a class right here. We'll just freestyle it. And we're going to stretch here. We're going to do this. I'm like, wow. He's like, yeah, he had it. In his, um, in his hot, uh, hot neon shorts. (laughs) No, completely, completely shirtless. And, um, like like, really like, I, I can't remember if they were pink or like neon green but they were like i know i was like are we gonna be doing hot yoga should we like because it was pretty hot in the place i remember yeah. right it was hot there that oh, day yeah it was summer too yeah yeah so we were all stretching i think you joined us didn't you yeah i did it yeah the three of us did it yeah <laughs> he was super don't... flexible he was a good cook yeah, yeah. crazy very flexible yeah. he was amazing talent he, he was able to do everything like it's another reason how he was able to hitchhike across the country because he could just do whatever it took to get there, and he was always willing to lend a hand. He figured things out quite quickly. 
didn't have limits. He lived his life without limits, which is why he was able to walk over mountains and through the desert wearing Chelsea boots. You know, he, he was he was like that. He was he was almost you know a comic book kind of super super art hero in that sense. You know, he really did not put limitations on himself in any capacity, and really believed he was capable of anything. Thank you so much for joining us, Jesse. It was such a treat to talk to you, and we're so appreciative that you phoned us in from across the world. And, you know, we love you guys, you and your wife and your dog. <laughs> I can't wait until we can see each other again. And, um, yeah, thanks for, you know, uh, calling in and uh, chatting with us. It was great to just catch up anyway. Yeah, actually, you know? I, yeah. Was going, I was thinking about the whole time. I was like, it's okay to talk to Jesse. I really appreciate you including me, and I've always loved your work. I've always admired what you guys do. And I'm really glad that the film is completed and getting attention. And happy to contribute in any way to any upcoming project. Can't wait until we can collaborate again. Yeah. Stay in touch. I was going to say, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want to mention? My Instagram is Exalted Mars, and my website is jessiejester.com. Two S's, J S S E J S S T E R. So, yeah, that's my plug. And we will link that. Well, we'll put that in the caption. And then. Yep, feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jesse, for calling in. And um, it was so great talking to you. Bye. Bye, Jesse. Bye, Jesse. That's the end of our episode, and we want to say thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. We believe in you. You can do this. You've got this. Get through this day. That's it. And we are grateful for all of you who tuned in to uh, listen to this podcast episode. We'll leave some links in the description um, and some information as to resources for mental health. So make sure to check those out if you want to learn some more. It's been very educational for us and we hope that it can be a great support to you. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. And uh, this is Olay Fusi Radio tuning out. My name is William. And I'm Janina. And over there is Ayers. And um, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.